Welcome to your Life by Design podcast, the show that will have you seeing how magical you truly are so you can start designing a desired and fulfilled life. Hi, I'm Karen Galway, a certified human design reader, a 6-3 manifesting generator, and an energetic embodiment coach who is completely obsessed with helping you step out from your shadows and leap into your light. And in true 6-3 manifesting generator form, this podcast will not just be about human design, but rather the tools you need to call in the desires in all areas of your life. View it as your tool book, not your rule book. Take what resonates and leave what doesn't. This podcast is for the women who are ready to become paradigm shifters, subconscious mind wizards, and healers of their own life. They are ready to rediscover themselves so that they can fully show up as who they came here to be and live a life by their design. Are you ready? Let's do this. Thank you for tuning back into today's episode. In this episode, you're going to hear me chat with Jill Coletti. And this is very different from other conversations that I've had or other interviews that I've had. This is very much of like a conversation based. Um, We go into a lot of different topics, primarily about energy healing and specifically Reiki because Jill is a Reiki master. Um, But Reiki, what you'll hear in her story is Reiki is what helped her find her light again after she went through a divorce. And it's amazing where she was to what she went through in terms of the journey and where she is now and how many people she's helping with that light. Um, In the episode, you will hear about what Reiki is, how it works, also how to protect your energy, cord cutting, which is really important. And if you don't know about cord cutting, then definitely listen to this because it's something we should definitely be doing um, on a continual basis, Um, as well as she'll talk about sound healing. Before we dive into it, let me read you her bio. Jill Coletti is a high vibe mama of two, a Reiki master teacher, sound healing practitioner, spiritual life coach, and published author. Her personal healing journey inspired her to make changes in her life that helped her and her family feel more love, joy, and fulfillment. The impact of this was so great that she started her own business focused on helping other families heal too. Now she's on a mission to help families everywhere break generational patterns so they can achieve more balance and fulfillment in their lives and impact the world in a positive way, starting with mom first. Jill believes that when we heal and take care of ourselves, we heal the world around us. When she's not on a soccer or lacrosse field cheering her kids on, Jill may be found walking barefoot at the beach, exploring her quaint New Hampshire town, or meditating in her sacred space. She loves spending time with her kiddos and also loves reading, writing, and taking pictures. This was such a great conversation. Um, I will say I usually use an app called Zencaster when I interview my guests. And this time I decided to use Zoom. So I don't know about the quality of the audio. Um, if you'll notice a difference, but if you do, that would be why. Um, all right, let's dive into this episode. Jill, thank you so much for coming here today, making time for this. I'm so excited to talk to you and talk and have the listeners listen to Reiki and sound healing and like the power of it all. And um, I have my own experience with Reiki that I'm going to share because I think it's just incredible. I got trained in, in it, although I probably need a refresher in training, but it was just, even the training itself was so healing. Um, but before we like dive into all that, um, Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and um, your journey, how you got into Reiki, because uh, I know you have also a finance background too. 
I do. Well, first yeah. off, thank you for having me. I always really enjoy chatting with you. Oh, um, likewise. So much fun, like just really great energy. And I hope that anyone that listens can really just feel that and feel the energy because I feel like we do vibe pretty well together, yeah. like chatting yeah. and, and I love the style like of having it be conversational, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. And things always come up that are supposed to come up. And so whoever's listening, there's a reason why yep. you're listening. Okay. So just yeah. keep in mind, keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a little bit about me. Yes, I do have a finance background and I still dabble in it now, to be honest. Um, very, um, I worked at a very large financial company um, for 11 and a half years. I also worked in banking and real estate and kind of a, a mixture, um, but very kind of finance focus. And oh my goodness, how many years ago? Uh, <laughs> almost 10. This is, I'm aging myself now. Um, almost 10 years ago, I started the process of going through a divorce. Mm. And kind of in the end of that marriage and becoming a mom, as of the recording today, I have a 14 year old and a nine year old. Um, so like becoming a mom, being married, then kind of going through the process of divorce and things, I had like just really kind of lost who I was. And I don't know if I ever even knew who I was because, you know, I met my ex-husband at 25. You think you know who you are at 25. Oh, goodness. Nope. 20 plus years later. Nope. Definitely didn't know who I was, right? Um, we all know who we are. It's just rediscovering that, right? Yeah. Um, so I was on this rediscovery journey for some time um and i like to i i kind of um compare it to groundhog day it was like i was literally living in groundhog day being in finance i was dropping my kids off at daycare i was going to work all day in a cubicle and i was coming home and i was picking up the kids and i was doing you know it was just this very like humdrum groundhog day-ish type of life um there was great moments. I would not change it for the world because it has helped me rediscover who I am and kind of make who I am, right? Um, but in this divorce process and rediscovery process, um, I had lost trust in myself. I had lost trust in my intuition. I was not listening to myself because, you know, this person I thought I was going to be with for the rest of my life. Like, how can I trust myself if I didn't pick the right person? You know, those kinds of things. Right. Um, and I was going to fix myself by losing weight mm -hmm. and, you know, like getting healthier and looking better and feeling better. That would make me feel better. Right. So I found a women's gym. Mm -hmm. Well, unbeknownst to me, the woman that owned the gym was a Reiki master teacher. Okay. Huh. I did not know this, but she started kind of, you know, I joined the gym doing yoga, working out, da, da, da. And then she was like, come to the spirit day I'm doing. Well, the spirit day was sound healing and yoga. And she did some Reiki and I was like, this is cool. Um, and then I made a, an appointment to have Reiki done with her and experience it. I had kind of heard what it was, but had no clue really what it was. Well, I never laid on the table. It turned into like this one-on-one -on -one coaching session, like literally like therapy. She was probably raking me from her seat, but at the time I had no idea. Right. Um, 
So never, never did it. Went to that spirit day and she announced she was doing a Reiki one class. And I, it was like my intuition spoke up and like I had that gut feeling mm-hmm. that a lot of you probably know what that gut feeling is, right? And I signed up. Why not? I had all this time on my hands that I had to fill because I didn't have my kids half the time and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I took that Reiki one class and I don't know, maybe an hour into it, half hour into it. I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I love this. This is amazing. <laughs> By the end of that day with like all the connections we made and the feelings and the vibes and stuff that came up, it was like, where has this been all my life? Yep. It was in like the next like three weeks of like, you know, you go through like a healing cycle after I healed so much gunk. Mind you, there's still layers, you know, there still is forever and ever and eight men. We're always going to be doing healing, right? But I healed so much in that in a very short period of time. But the biggest piece was I started to trust myself again. Mm. And I started, you know, like my third eye is going kind of cuckoo right now, literally just talking about this. Um, I started to trust myself and my intuition. And I wasn't, it took me a little while because your thinking brain takes over. Mm-hmm. So even when I was doing Reiki, like on myself or other people, I was like, am I really feeling that? Or like, why is that coming up? Why is that doing, like my brain's going like completely cuckoo. But after some period of time, I realized that's actually just me connecting with energy and just intuitively allowing myself to flow. Um, so one of the biggest things like with, especially Reiki one, when you first get involved, right? or when you go to a session, if you're not even attuned, right? Is just trust Mm -hmm. and allowing and, you know, surrendering to what is and not surrendering as far as like a giving up, just like allowing to receive, right? And releasing things that do not serve you. Um, So that's kind of just a short period, a synopsis, right? But that's how I got into it. It was not something that was planned. It was not something that, oh yes, I desire to be a Reiki master teacher. I did not grow up that. I grew up with hardworking, very blue collar family. Like spirituality was like not a thing. Um, You know, we went to church because we had to. Um, Like it was not, we didn't talk about feelings or vibrations or, I mean, like it was not, it was the opposite of a woo-woo family that I grew up in, right? And so this was really like, for me, a little out there, right? But I've always been very open-minded and I was hooked immediately. And now it's evolved, you know, years later, completely evolved and- I mean, you teach it now, you teach the training. I teach it now. Yeah, I mean, I was literally hooked from that first one, that Reiki one, I was like, and then when I went through some healing, I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm all in. I think before the Reiki one was over, I signed up for Reiki two. Mm-hmm. And then I knew I I had to teach this to other people because it's like one of those things where I teach, a, teach someone to fish, like help them fish or give them fish or whatever, or teach them. It is something that is literally a lifestyle. It is used in my, in my house with myself, with my children at work, you know, everywhere Reiki is part of just my life. Mm-hmm. So my, one of my biggest things that I love to do 
is actually to teach other people to attune them to the energy and teach them how to incorporate this as a lifestyle to help with the everyday stressors and, Mm -hmm. you know, connecting with your energy and allowing yourself to protect yourself from energy that does not serve you and things like that. Right. I had um, a friend of mine, I won't say her last name, but Laura had a session from you at no one, if not more a year or so ago. And she said it was incredible with you. I just had another one with her recently. Yes. 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 Um, (laughs) She had, she even said that like, she, and you feel it because I've had sessions with you where you're like, you're feeling it, you know, um, I, my eye is itchy for some reason. I don't know what that is telling me. I see, see, I don't know. But anyways, um, I remember my Reiki, um, maybe this, I'm getting emotional right now. I remember having one of my very first Reiki sessions. Um, I can't remember if this was like my first one or my second one, but it was, I went to someone's house and got on like the table and it, what I know now, what I didn't know then it felt like an attunement to, mm-hmm. and it was more like, the, you know, how, like with the attunements, it's, it's almost like a guided meditation of some sort, but you're pulling, you're pulling in the energy mm-hmm. and that's what it was. And like the, um, I was in a really heavy, dark time and like with my life and like my, my marriage and all that stuff. And, um, there was like, it was something to do with, you see this like yellow glowy ball up over the horizon. And then it's like, it's over a field basically. And you need to follow it. And then she like stops talking and I'm like, uh, what do I do? And, and it's so weird because your are like your imagination, it's your imagination, but it's literally your higher self communicating with you through the imagination, but it's hard to trust it. Cause you're like, well, is this, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Exactly. And it led me, oh, I remember following it. And it led me to my husband who was in all white. Every time I, every time I, I have these guided meditations and I pull in my husband or I pull in my kids, everyone's in white every single time he's in white and like this flowy, like kind of think of like a Hawaii beach family photo, like all white linen. Like that's kind of yes. what he was in and his hand was reaching out for me. And then we walked to the the beach together and we found the kids and like I'm picturing but tears are kind of streaming down my face this was like five six years ago six seven somewhere around there it was profound and I remember clearly because I'm still like I, I can still get emotional from it and I remember sharing that with the Reiki um, practitioner and she said that was his higher self and what it did for me in that moment was it brought um clarity and perspective of who we are in this dense 3d world isn't necessarily who we are designed to be or who we're supposed to be and it just gave me like this glimmer of hope of like there's so it's someone you know and so anyways our relationship is way better than what it was then but um it was profound like I I'm feeling this in my solar plexus right now like it is it was such a profound healing and I was like what was that? Because I was not what that, what I was expecting, but it still sticks with me. And even like when I got trained in Reiki, I had a, a guided meditation. I call it guided meditation, but there are two, it's attunement. Um, same thing, like profound, profound healing in it. And 
I got trained in Reiki only because I wanted to understand it. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever felt called to give it to people. I mm -hmm. wanted to, I got trained in level one and level two because I wanted to understand it. I wanted to do it on myself and I wanted to be able to, because my son was going through really big emotional challenges and I wanted to be able to send it to him from afar is basically what I wanted to do. But I freaking love it. Yeah. I love it so much. I mean, oh. as you were talking, I like literally have chills like oh. around my whole body and the yellow, right? The yellow, you just said you're feeling in your solar plexus. I mean, yellow oh. is solar plexus, right? Oh Which yeah, totally, totally. So interesting that even when you're just telling that story, like you're feeling that energy yes. of how you felt five, six, yes. seven years ago. Yeah. And like the white, there's so much symbolism there. Like oh, the yeah. higher self, like purity, like mm. at your purest, yeah. And that, that's what happens, right? With Reiki, it's connecting with your chakra energy yeah. system and it's connecting with your higher selves, mm -hmm. right? Your higher self. And then as, as well as like the energies that you become connected with mm -hmm. and you can truly have, I mean, it depends on the work you are doing. So here's the thing. Reiki is not like a cure-all thing, right? Just like one piece of broccoli is not going to make you physically healthy. One yeah. massage doesn't cure, you know, cure all the aches and pains. I mean, one Reiki session is not necessarily going to be like, oh, enlightenment, right? Mm -hmm. However, right. it can be very profound. Yeah. But it's also connected with what's going on with your energy at the moment, with yeah. the practitioner. How do you connect? what other work are you you doing because it goes alongside the meditation and the work that you're doing to bring yourself to a higher consciousness right it all it's all connected um and i tell a lot of people like you don't have to do it like just like you said reiki like i'm doing a yoga teacher training right now i don't know if i'm ever going to teach it right but like right. do you know what i mean like i don't know that i necessarily want to but yoga poses will come up for me sometimes when i'm doing reiki on someone for me to like can tell them about yoga so now I can better understand yeah. it but yeah. it's more for my personal healing and that's what Reiki is right like Reiki as well like the first one I always tell like don't think about everybody else the first Reiki one's all about you like all about you your healing yes you can Reiki other people and stuff um and then Reiki too has the distance so the way the world is right now you know right. you never know if you're going to be stuck at home and yeah. and stuff so you know, I usually tell people, if you're thinking about doing Reiki, plan to probably do Reiki too, but like you do whatever you feel is right and what you're guided to, but it just gives you, you know, more connection, more opportunity to work with energy, right? Um, but it is a very personal thing and not everybody is meant to teach it and pass it along. Right. However, you're utilizing it in your lifestyle. So by you raising your vibration in whichever way you're doing it, whether it be human design or Reiki or sound healing or whatever, the work you're doing on yourself does impact everyone and everything around you. Oh, for sure. Right? For sure. Yeah. So even if you're not like actually teaching a class or doing a one-on-one -on -one session, right? Your higher vibration is spilling out. ripple effect. Yeah. Yep. It's like leading into the whole like consciousness and the uprising or the, the upgrading of the frequency of the consciousness. And exactly. People tap into that. The more we would see, you know, we'll see like just the whole rise of the planet basically, but yeah, um, exactly. yeah, you know, I find it so fascinating that like 
when I had, like I had that, that was like me just receiving it. But when I had the um, attunements for my training, the messages that I got during it was what I needed, was what I needed. Yes. And I want to share one other experience that I had with when, I think this was like my level one um, training where I can't remember how it started, what we were supposed to do, but basically it, the amount what I got led to was like going on a journey. And um, again, my family's by me, they're all in white and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on a journey. And then, you know, Rob gives me a hug and Caleb, who was probably four at the time. Um, no, this was like 2020. So three. Yeah. So he was like six at the time was like, yeah, mommy's going on a journey. Like, you know, like how a typical, like six-year-old would be like, yeah, that's exciting. And I start walking and then they're getting smaller and smaller in the back. And I see this figure up front and I'm getting closer to her and she's all in white again, long blonde hair. And she gives me a hug and she says, you're going to do some healing today. And I'm like, okay. Then I keep on walking. And the next thing I know, I'm in front of my childhood home where there was like some really hard stuff that happened as a child. And I healed every single person, including my younger self in that home. And then I walked outside and I healed the house. I had my hands up and I'm like, oh my God, what was that? And I'm not like, I know this is not probably the typical experience for someone that has Reiki, but this was what I needed at that time. And I just, it is, oh, it is profound. And I even remember having a session with you one time. I'm like, okay, can you just like do one of those attunement guided stuff? And like, I was putting pressure on myself to recreate it, which I did get a, I still got a, a good message, but it was like, okay, here we go. This is it. It's going to happen. And then it wasn't, it took a while to get into it there. Cause I was putting so much pressure on myself, Yes, but, um, and our thinking brains will do that to us. What's that? Right? Our thinking brains will oh, do yeah, that to totally. us where, you know, that we get in that comparison mode, which is just how the world is. Yeah. And we feel like every time we do something, it's got to be this big, profound thing. Yeah. But in reality, you receive the energy and the healing that you need in that moment. And a lot of times it doesn't show up how you expect it yeah. to show up, right? Yeah. Because everyone that, whether I do a one-on-one with people or like at the attunements, right? Like I try to tell people, lose that expectation or that outcome that you're like expecting to have. I know it's easier said than done, right? <laughs> but, you know, like just be open, right? To whatever comes in. And like, I always say, like, are you open to me sharing whatever I see, hear, feel, touch, whatever, like whatever kind of comes up. And the messages are always so very different. Yeah. Like sometimes I literally go on a journey, you know, and I explain this whole thing and then someone like one little thing, one thing, oh, that makes sense. And I always say, whatever comes to your mind, right? when you're experiencing it, that's what was meant for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And sometimes, yes, it's like this really big, deep, like profound thing. Other times it's like, gosh, darn it. I thought I healed from yes. that already. Why is that person <laughs> showing up again in my, you know, in my thoughts? Right. And it's just like another layer of something you thought you already healed. I mean, it runs the gamut, right? It, yeah, it totally does. It can be all sorts of different ways. And it's like how our energies are connecting and whatever's going on in the world. I mean, there's like so many factors. Yeah. But what's amazing about it is everything about Reiki comes from a place of love. Mm. 
balance, yeah. empowerment, like all the good juju stuff, right? Uh-huh. Um, and if for some reason you're feeling something where it's like, ew, I kind of feel icky, well, guess what? It's something to probably heal. Right. And sometimes healing is not fun. Oh. Right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it. of course, sometimes it's the intentions of, you know, there's not always, not every Reiki master in the world, Reiki practitioner is the most amazing human, right? Like, I mean, you run into that sometimes because I will have people that are like, oh no, I had a really bad experience. I'm not going anywhere near that. I can't even say the word Reiki. I'm not there to change someone's mind, mm-hmm. right? But I do try to just explain like sometimes it's like stuff that came up like guck that you stored for so yep. long and pushed down for so long that you're shocked. It's like, okay, it's time for you to heal that. And some people are not ready. Right. 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 Well, you know, I, so I grew up in a Catholic household and my mom, when she was like in her forties started going through some sort of an awakening herself and she got trained in Reiki. And I remember being like, I don't know how old it was like 16 or something. Maybe she was like, I mean, she would have been like late forties, early fifties, but anyways, she's like, okay, Karen, lie down. Let me put, let me do Reiki on you. And then like, I'm like lying on the couch and she's putting her hands. She's like, do you feel the heat? I'm like, no mom, I don't feel it. But I grew up, I grew up, I later, as I was like, you know, towards the end of like living at home and getting ready to go, my mom started explaining, exploring with it. So it was like, like stuff I was becoming familiar with. Mm -hmm. And I think I've heard a lot of like nuns getting trained in it too. Mm -hmm. Um, and having that as well. Cause I, I think there was someone I knew knew who, I don't don't know how I know this, but I just, my mom used to, my mom hangs out with nuns sometimes, but anyways, (laughs) (laughs) um, my husband on the other hand grew up in a, like, uh, I think Baptist Pentecostal upbringing and, he to this day he's like I don't nope don't do that and I remember going through the training and I think I was just like rubbing his head I think he might have been laying on my lap and I was like rubbing his head or watching tv I think my hand just stopped just stopped it just rested he's like are you doing Reiki on me I'm like no my hand is just resting here and I don't quite know and actually it was a bone of contention for me to get trained in it and we had a couple therapists at the time and it was something we had to bring up because I really wanted to get trained in it and he was uncomfortable with me getting trained and I still to this day I'm not quite sure why that is mm-hmm. it's very very different like our um perspectives on things and um how do you explain to someone who doesn't get it? I mean, you were kind of like starting to go there anyways, where like some people have had it and they're like, no, it was a bad experience. But how do you explain like with someone like, okay, this is what it is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's a good question. And that's actually come up. I've talked about that a few times this week because um, I'm putting together like a program to help people who become attuned to Reiki to like live it more of a life, like a lifestyle and just be more comfortable with it and have it be like a regular part of your life. Right. And one of the women is Reiki too, attuned, which means she can practice it. She's considered a practitioner. She can practice it, but she was saying how she has a really tough time explaining what it is. So people understand because people, not everybody knows what it, a lot of people don't know what it is right Yeah. now versus even just a few years ago, way more people know what it is or at least have heard the word than you know years ago but um she was saying how she just has a hard time and so i explained it like i kind of start with like 
just this is what it means. It's Japanese for it stands for universal life force energy. Right, which basically means everything and everyone we're all made up of this energy. It's a universal mm -hmm. life force. We are all connected by energy. Right. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm doing as a practitioner or someone who's attuned to it is I am like a conduit for that energy. Mm -hmm. I help to direct the energy. I'm not giving of my energy. Mm -hmm. I'm helping to direct the universal life force energy towards whatever I'm focusing on or whomever. And then the energy goes in to your body, like, and affects you wherever you need it. Yeah. And it works with your chakra energy system. And like, I'll go into like what the chakras are if someone doesn't know what it is, but you know, basically you have energy centers that move through your body, right? They rotate. I, and it, you know, it depends on the person, like how in deep I, you know, in depth I get or, or, mm -hmm. um, things like that. I said, but in the, the that energy affects you mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. If, if it's kind of like wonky and it's not spinning as it naturally is supposed to spin, you may get physical yeah. disease, physical oh. ailments or mental or emotional or, or you're blocked in certain ways, that sort of thing. And the energy goes, goes to naturally where it, you need it to help you heal. So you don't necessarily have to put your hands on specific parts of the, the body. You don't need to. So, in the, you know, come Reiki too, you're attuned to distance healing. So there's like some symbols that come in and mm -hmm. things where you can direct that energy. But um, like I could just sit, I mean, this is what helps with, like you were saying, like you were, well, I don't live near you, right? right <laughs> but right, I, could, right, yeah. I could do Reiki with you, right? Um, and I'm not placing my hands on you. Um, what may happen, and it, it's more about the experience of it, right, um, is like I will focus on certain chakras, right? I will focus on certain energy points, whether I'm distance or I'm in person. So I will put hands, right? I'm a hoverer. I don't typically actually physically touch right. yeah. sometimes, right? Um, and I may feel things and I, I feel like, again, it's, it's intuition. I'm intuitively flowing around your body and kind of where, where I feel mm. I need to go. Right. That's the universal life force. It feels so, doesn't it feel good for you? Yeah. Like, I remember like when I would channel it, it feels, it feels like love. It feels like it's it just so good. Right. Like it just feels so good. Yeah. yeah and like, you know, the experience is different. And what I say to them is like the energy's doing what it needs to do no matter what. But there are a couple of things that have to happen in order for it to work. You've got to be open to it. And part of being open to it is like you're doing your own work. Right. You know, you desire to go to like a higher consciousness. I mean, you may not desire to be a Reiki teacher or do any of these like huge, elaborate, amazing things, but like you want to make your life better. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're open to it. And that doesn't even necessarily mean open to it. Like you say, yes, I'm going to have it. It's more at a soul, higher consciousness mm -hmm. level, right? So you could have, someone could ask me to do Reiki for someone else. That other person may not actually know, but I connect with their higher consciousness. Do you ask permission? So I will ask permission at a soul level. Yeah. Yeah. Right um for that person yeah right so but again like, it all comes from love balance empowerment i'm not doing anything bad or wrong right. 
Right. right, right. No, but you're asking for that soul permission. I'm, I'm asking for permission from a soul level because I get a lot of requests for people who are like, like their dad's sick or yeah. their dog is sick or, you know, and never get a no. Their child is like just really having a hard time right now. Yeah. Right. So their human side may not know. Like I don't. They don't say yes. Please give it to me. Right. But I. Or like really please, please direct the energy to me but i connect and kind of tap in at a right. soul level and it's more just for me it's like a knowing like i just know do you ever get a no like no yeah don't you? Yeah. yeah i've heard that. and i've even like physically had someone on my table that has said yes like they are here they paid me yes and it was like oh, oh interesting interesting I have to tell you about that. This is like not Reiki related, but it is energy related. And I find this so fascinating. So a few years ago, I feel like everything was like all around the, like five, six years ago. It's like, this was like a whole shift that was happening. And I felt off. Like I felt irritable and agitated and things that bothered me or things that didn't bother me before bothered me. And, um, I, I had connected with the psychic in the past who was a, um, a friend of a friend. And so a vetted person and I was traveling and she reached out to me and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just, I'm just off. Like, I feel like I'm stressed. She's like, I think you need to connect to this particular person. She, so she connects me with someone and basically she does like uh tarot. She was doing a tarot session. And so how she did it was I had like, I had to fill out this Google doc or something about like what my intention was and what I wanted to get out of it or whatever. And then she would do a separate reading and record herself reading and then send me the recording. So it's not like I could ask her questions in the live of the reading. And so she sends me the reading and before she like, she sends a little quick audio and she's like, so this was a really weird reading. Um, I felt like I couldn't really access your, your, um, your spirit guides. And which is really weird because they were your spirit guides. I felt like they were bickering. And um, so I had to use my spirit guides to access your spirit guides. And so let me know what you think. So I listened to it and I'm like, this is not me. Oh, she also says, she also said, um, uh, sometimes this can happen if you pick up another energy. So I may not be reading you. That's what she said. So I'm listening to him like, this is not me. This is my husband. This is his, this is everything. Like everything, like um, you're here are your fears that's his. Here's what your motivation that's his. And so she's reading. I'm like, this is not me. And so I reached back, I messaged her and I'm like, that wasn't me. That was my husband. She's like, okay, well, you're going to do a cord cutting. So do cord cutting for the next two nights and then I'll read it. So I do it. She does another reading and it was spot on. And she's like, oh, this was so much easier. She's like, this was like, <laughs> easy, you know? Yeah. And, um, I just found that fascinating. And I've, I've, I can be, and I, and I go through phases of, of how, um, good I am at keeping up with it, but I tend to be a quarter. I've been told that I cord into people. I actually, one of my very first Reiki sessions, the Reiki practitioner was like, you're kind of like someone who takes a part of you and sends it to some child in China. And then you just don't take it back. And I just cord into people. And so I think I must've just did that for him. And I took on, which was so weird because that's what was being picked up yeah. and um and so I want when you make that example of like you're on the table though someone says no it makes me wonder if it was like not so, that like someone else or something yeah. yeah yeah but it's interesting that you bring this up so like anybody that may listen to this right here's the thing it's universal life force energy right 
we are all connected. Mm -hmm. But especially like right now, you and I are connecting yeah. at this level, right? Well, we, because I cord, <laughs> this yeah. happens to me a lot too. Um, you know, we're, we'll become energetically connected. So there's literally like an energetic cord connecting us yeah. together, right? Yeah. And what happens, especially with loved ones, because you see your husband, you're connected physically with yeah. him all the time and you live with him and you're right there, right? But this can even happen through just thinking about somebody and you're not even talking to them or being on social media and getting connected. Like we are all connected to so much. And this is also media, you know, the news, all the stuff. So we all get connected and it depends on like how empathic you are and how much you protect your, literally protecting your energy is a full-time job. Yes. <laughs> and cutting cords with someone does not mean you don't love them and you're trying to get right. away from like yucky energy. It is literally just bringing your energy back to you and yeah. your energy back to yeah. them. And it is interesting that if someone, like you were saying, you're like, I'm agitated by all these things, like all these things are bothering me that don't normally bother me. Guess what? It probably is someone else's energy or something else's energy that you are now connected with. Mm -hmm. So doing some type of cord cutting or doing something. I brought someone home from Portugal with me. <laughs> and I went to Portugal years ago and I went to see my shaman and I'm like, I don't know, like what's going on? She's like, oh, there's like a young male figure that's like completely attached to you. And I'm like, what do you mean? I do this. I cut cords all the time and this and that and the other thing. Yeah. And she's like, it's literally a full-time job. We are humans and there's so much energy everywhere and yeah. we are all connected. You know, you don't have to be attuned to Reiki mm -hmm. or do any of that stuff in order to connect with energy in order to help heal yourself like you can literally sit here and imagine that yellow solar plexus color coming in to help you feel more powerful right and you can also protect your energy everyone should yes <laughs> in yeah, some was, way um, you know was, uh practitioner i went to this uh retreat and it was like a couple leading it and the woman she because i had a it was a breath work it was like oh my gosh it was like oh. Creepy. it was like well it was like creepy but also like it was I went through the whole gamut of emotions through it people like when they were releasing would like scream like blood curdling screams like it was like and we're all in a circle I'm like where am I like wow. this is so crazy anyways um I had a uh a, a release that she was pulling out of me and um and so afterwards we all had like a closing circle and kind of talked about shared some things and she said, waking up in the morning and not putting and not protecting your energy is like getting in a car drunk and driving. And that's how she's like, you're, you're living your life recklessly without doing it. basically is what she was getting at. And so even knowing that, and even having my own experiences, I still, it's still something I, I don't constantly do. Um, but the whole courting thing, when you're saying how, like you can remove a cord away, doesn't mean you don't love that person. I, I was told, cause my son had major surgery when he was a teeny tiny baby that I courted into him as like offering a, a lifeline to him when he was in surgery. And I never pulled the cord back. Ooh, and, um, someone else, I told that story to Laura and she's like, oh my God, I'm listening to it. Wow. And so, I mean, those who are listening to me, who don't really know me, I like, I basically done pretty much any type of spiritual. I know I've done them all. And so like, um, we get craniosacral therapy and this craniosacral therapist is very well, like knowledgeable and connected. And she's like, you should go see my shaman. And so I saw the shaman and that's when she was the one that told me that I was connected to him. And so she's like, so, so we need to do a cord cutting. So here's what you need to do. 
you're going to visualize this multiple times a day where you're facing him and he's coming like almost from a field coming closer to you. And then he's going to stop and you're going to just move your hands and you're going to cut that cord, but don't give in to him. He's going to look cute and he might even start crying. You're just going to cut those cords. And I'm like, what? And, um, it's just like, it's, is a way to, to, to know, kind of take the cord back. And I did, and, um, I did do that. And it was just like, it was, but it was funny because I'm like, it doesn't mean I don't love him. I'm pulling that cord back. He can't, he can't flourish if I'm anchored onto him. Yeah. And it, I it can't, helps like, both yeah. energies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And he's still, there's still something going on. We're, we're on, um, the same, I call it like energetic link, like, like, um, yeah. pathway, like we're so connected. Um, what, I don't know if it's because I'm so poor. I don't know what it is, but we're we're very much connected. My son and I, and that's like, I can really relate to you so much. Yeah. And even when you were talking earlier about um, your tumor, like his, um, his response to when you were um, becoming, a, going on the journey. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Journey journey. yeah. And it was funny because I was, as you were talking, I was thinking about when I became a Reiki master. So I went to like that third level and my son was like three, two, I don't know. He didn't have a lot of words, um, but he called me, he told his preschool teacher that I was now master Shifu oh. <laughs> from like Panda, Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. And so like, and he like drew a picture and he was like, my mom is, my mom is master Shifu. And it was just like, it was just like fun. It was just like a funny thing. Like he was following my, he would throw all my crystals on me and he would pretend he's doing right. He still does it like not pretend. Cause he probably was really doing energy yeah. work because he's so connected in yes. that way. Um, yes. and he is one that I also have to do like energetic cord stuff. He's got, you know, he's very connected, but the real world, right. This three-dimensional world we live in already has influences on yes. people, right. Yes. So early yep. on that, you know, sometimes I'm weird and sometimes, but then other times it's like, Oh, can we do some Reiki right now? And like, yeah. let's get into all the crystals and all the stuff and the sound healing and all the things they love it all. But then there are those outside influences, mm -hmm. you know, that come in, but cord cutting is huge. And I remember feeling like a horrible parent, like, how could I think about disconnecting? And then I'm realizing, Oh, because like, we both have to be our own, right. we are our own souls. We are yeah. separate. Right. Even though they were inside me yes. physically, they are their own, their own body. They have their own soul. Yes. Their own journey. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, let's talk a little bit about sound healing. You just mentioned that and I want to step yeah. into that. So that's something you recently got trained in. I did. And my understanding of sound healing is the sound bowls, um, sing at like a certain Hertz that coordinates to the Hertz of your chakras. Cause each chakra vibrates at a certain frequency. And yes. so basically you can heal, you can like attune, I guess if it's a tune, but you can meet that, um, frequency of that chakra to help improve it. Right. The functioning. Yeah. 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 And we've talked a lot about like chakras and stuff. And I know you're into like all the spirituality stuff and I focus, I'm super into all that stuff too. Right. Yeah. There's also like a science side to the sound bowls and mm -hmm. even to Reiki where it's, it's basically connecting. It's getting you to a state of relaxation mm -hmm. 
which will then allow, like, if you think science side, right, the parasympathetic pieces mm -hmm. of your body, parts mm -hmm. of your body that allow you to relax yeah. and restore because our lives, we are constantly in like a fight or flight yep. mode so much, right? Mm -hmm. So, so much. So whether you're lying on a Reiki table, right, and receiving Reiki, what's happening from a like mind body like if you think of it even on, on like the science levels you're allowing yourself to rest and relax and this energy is coming in whether it's coming from a sound bowl that is like you know there are certain hurts that connect to certain things right healing mm -hmm. like four three two is the healing vibration yeah you can just google it go on yeah. youtube and find it and listen to it. It's getting okay. coming into your body um, at a certain vibration to allow your body to rest and relax, which then what happens is that energy is coming in, your body can then naturally heal itself mm -hmm. because you are relaxed enough to receive that healing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so totally. like, it's almost like you're in like this theta wave brain waves yes i mean you can probably think of it in different right yeah. you can think of it in different perspectives and it depends on like how sciencey geeky you are i'm kind of not but it's like really interesting to me mm -hmm. I, I i approach a lot of things in a very spiritual yeah how i feel like the feelings in spiritual way but what's been really interesting is thinking about it from that like parasympathetic um you know fight or flight like the opposite of fight or flight like we're trying to literally calm our bodies enough mm -hmm. so that our bodies can then like if you do a full-on sound ceremony right mm -hmm. you get to a point maybe 10 15 minutes in where you're you're everyone in there is so relaxed mm. that then for the next half hour 40 minutes their body is actually healing yeah Right, because yeah. it gets you to that point of being you can't healed, and you're in the sympathetic. Right, which happens as well. Like if you're lying on a reiki table, right, and you're getting to that point where you relax. Right, um, sound healing was a very huge piece. Like I was saying when I first at the beginning of this, when I first got into healing, I was trying to like fix myself physically and all this other stuff. And I go to the spirit day, and these amazing crystal tone bowls are being played. Right. And I got to a point of, of relaxation where I literally was in I, I, another dimension. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I there's, I've had so many experiences where I'm just like, I don't even know where I was. I was like floating. I was seeing things like the colors of the chakras, like whatever, like all this stuff. Everyone's again, experiences are different things like that. Um, but again, it was, it was very healing for me when I regularly listened to music or attended, um, whether it was like crystal bowls, there's also like drums and gongs and all sorts of other things that can be used in collaboration. Um, with, I, I, I really resonate with crystal bowls. I love them. Um, but there's like, you know, all sorts of different drums, like a, an ocean drum. And it's like, mm. it literally sounds like the ocean, which is another one of my happy places. Um, but you're, you're playing this music 
on a consistent, regular, calming state. I, I can just imagine just like visualizing it and like the movement and the going back and forth and like the rhythm um, with the it's sound so, healing. Yeah, and mm. so healing. And it can be used on its own. It can be used in collaboration, like with Reiki, um, with other healing modalities. Um, there's so much to it, right? It's, it's one of those, and again, it's very intuitive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So you may have, I may have like seven bowls. I'm still working on getting my actual collection so I can like really be full on into it. Right. Um, Cause you know, nothing's cheap, but um, you again are, it's another form of trusting, right? You're, you're intuitively allowing yourself to flow as a sound healing practitioner, right? Like at performing a sound ceremony, it's like, I'm guided. Like I don't have a, routine right like um i'm guided to like which bowls i mean there are certain bowls that resonate with each other better so you're like oh you like to play these two bowls together because they sound really good like those hurt those vibrations go really well together that type of thing but like what you start with and where you go again it's the energy Mm -hmm. of the room of you of whatever is going on and it, it's very intuitive, just like a healing session, whether it's one-on-one or a group healing session, it's all intuitive to like what the individual or the group needs mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. healing in those moments. And they can work together. It's, it's, it's so fascinating. And one of the people in my group, she was like a physicist or metaphysicist. I don't even know. It was like some like sciencey, very, very sciencey um, person in this class. I mean, she's spiritual too, but like very science minded and you can totally go down a massive rabbit hole there. Right. Yeah. Um, but then you can also go down this really big rabbit hole, connecting it to spirituality and Buddhism and, and the Tibetan gongs and yoga and like everything can flow all together. Human design, which I know is like your thing, right? Like, um, one of your big things, like, I'm, I'm learning. I desire to continue to learn because I don't know a ton. Right. Um, but I know pieces of mine mm-hmm. and I'm a manifesting generator. Yep. Okay. And the biggest piece for me, I'm a people person that is like part of that, but I, I'm, I gotta learn to my boundaries more because I allow people to come in and like, don't necessarily set as many boundaries as I should. There's a lot of things, but a lot of it is it's all, it's based on my healing. Like I've got to actually be like doing my work and just sharing my work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on myself to other people. Yeah. And that's what helps to inspire other people and right. attracts people to me because I'm doing these things. But circling back to human design, yeah. um, how you're becoming that is helping you become even like better at seeing where some of your challenges were and where your strengths yeah. are. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's one of those interesting things because what I love about it is it's like, I mean, I I've taken all the personality tests. I've done all the things, right? Like I, they're, they're fun. This is how you are made, right? This is how you were, you were literally made this way. And what's been cool for me is it gives me permission to actually live the life how I desire to live it because I'm realizing like, oh, I'm actually supposed to follow my intuition. 
like my strategy is supposed to be to respond to what the universe is telling me yeah. <laughs> and like if i'm feeling it i go with it if i'm not feeling it i don't go with it omg like it, that was huge for me yep. to like realize that but like and that was like we won't go into details but before i press recording when I mean, you were saying that there was like this thing that you're planning and it was going one direction and you're like you know what this wasn't feeling well so i'm going to like pivot like i just think that's huge that awareness of like feeling into your body and to knowing what feels good what doesn't feel good and being able to pivot in in that direction is so free and i'm feeling less and less guilt about that like i mean there's there's definitely been that guilt and there's been like when there's another person affected like okay, I kind of feel badly that you're affected, but at the same time, like I cannot continue to force myself ultimately to do something because if my energy is not connected with it, it's not going to go well. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or at least like, I'm not going to serve my person, whoever I'm helping in a way that they deserve if I'm Mm -hmm. not fully feeling it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And um, that'll trickle down. Like then you're, then it'll be irritated with your kids and everything else will be bothering you. It completely you. trickles. And the more awareness, like, again, I mean, it's, it's a rabbit hole to go down to like learn all this stuff. Right. And I haven't fully done that, but like the pieces that I've learned thus far has given me the permission to continue to to follow things, how I, to basically follow my intuition and, and, and live in more intuitively, like, and do the sound healing, even though like, you know, I did the sound healing certification, like, was it the perfect time to do it? Because I was also involved in other stuff. Well, no, but I got that gut punch of I'm meant to do this. Okay. This was on my goals list for 2023. Mm -hmm. I was thinking like end of 2023. And then I had the opportunity in February. And I was like, okay, yes, I'm doing it. Like, I just like jumped in. And if I allowed my thinking brain to take over, I would, I could have easily talked myself out of it. But the biggest things in my life that have gone so well has been when I have followed my gut. And that's, oh, surprise. That's how you were made. (laughs) Like That is what you're supposed to do. This circles back into the question that I wanted to ask you. I'm going to start asking this to all my guests are, how do you live your life by your design? And it doesn't necessarily mean human design. It's just, how do you live a life by a life the way you want to live it? Like, and it sounds, I mean, you're just describing it. Right. It's lately what I have decided is I just take whatever the next, the next right step is for me. Mm-hmm. without putting all this pressure on myself to be perfect and to do all the things that I expected of myself. Like I thought my business would be thriving and I would be like bringing in tens of thousands and blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, guess what? Like, I, okay, I'm going to start working a little bit in finance again, but I'm still helping all these people that I really desire to help and I'm still doing it. But like the next right step is taking care of my family financially while also pursuing what I love, right? And, you know, it's it's giving myself the permission to pivot. Yes. It's giving myself permission to do what feels right for me 
and not worry about the ex or the family members or what anybody else thinks because they don't live my life. Right. Right. You just said something there that um, is something that I've been uh, experiencing myself, but I want so many other people to uh, realize this. So like, and you, I'm going to loop back to one of the first things you said in the conversation about like, you don't know yourself when you're 18, you don't know yourself when you're 25, like, and yet we pick a career because it makes sense on so many different levels. I actually just had a conversation with our financial planner yesterday and we were talking about like college funds and stuff. Um, and I'm like, I don't, I'm okay if my kids don't go to college after high school. In fact, I'd rather them not, and then just explore themselves and figure out what they want. But, um, in any case, just like a completely different topic, but, um, we pick it, we pick a career and most times it's a career that fits a bunch of different criteria. One would be like conversations we've heard growing up expectations from a family, what makes sense as like something stable, but then also something that ties into what we're really good at. So if you were really good at numbers, it would make sense to go into finance. If you're really, you know, and then you get to a point where you're like, well, this isn't fulfilling me the way that I want to fulfill. And then you want to pivot and pivoting is hard, but not everyone is in a place to just like literally pivot, leave behind what they've done to go into something else. And yet that's what we think we have to do. Whereas we can hold space where we can stay in what we're doing and then having space to lean into what we're, what we're wanting to explore. And so then it's, it's like that exploration, not commitment piece where like a lot of people think they have to commit where you can literally hold space for both. And I love that you're literally doing that where you're holding the space. that makes sense. Like to be a little bit in finance that pays the bills. You don't have to stress yourself out, but then now you're able to open yourself up to lean into more things that you want to lean into. So you can serve with more of as a healer to others. And if it makes sense in the future, walk away completely from, you know, the finance piece if you want. But I think more people need to trust that, that like, you know, it's okay to pivot. We need to give ourselves permission to lean into what our desires are and not stay in a place because it made sense to us when we were 18. Right. And (laughs) it's interesting that you say that because, I mean, I sound so wise now that you said it this way, but (laughs) I will tell you, I have done both. And I think I've told you this story before, like five years ago, 2018, I left a corporate comfortable career after 11 and a half years at this place. And I just left without a plan. My plan was I'm starting my own business. I'm teaching Reiki. I'm going to help people heal. I'm, you know, I've, I've done life coaching certification. I've done, I've done all these things. Right. So that was five years ago, almost to the, like I, it was almost exactly five years ago. Well, guess what? The last five years has been constant pivots. I would not change a thing because I was living that humdrum, you know, Groundhog Day life for a very long time. And I, five years ago, I thought right where I am right now would be different. But guess what? We've had had a pandemic hit. We like, the whole world has changed. There's been all of these things. So I've dabbled part-time here, part-time there, helping out at the shop. I have just, I literally have done the things that I probably should have done 
when I was going to graduate in college mm. or even high school where I dabbled, like what actually interests me. Right. And I say should, but you know, I was going to travel Europe. I was going to do all these things. Well, guess what? Jill got a job in the corporate world a week after she graduated college. So I said, you know what, that five years ago, I took that summer off kind of sort of like, and I just lived how I desire. And I'm like figuring myself out, you know, the forties is like literally the new twenties. I'm not even joking. It really is, you know, for us in this, in this age. Right. And I say to my daughter, the same, like I've had these conversations with my kids on what lights you up. What do you desire to do? You know, don't just go into a field because my daughter was thinking medical. And then she's looking at in the medical field. What are these things? Who makes the most money? I'm like, why are you looking at what makes the most money? Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you, she's like optometrist. I go, so do you love eyes now? <laughs> what's, up, what's about the eyes? Like, are you passionate about eyes? She's like, no. But when I researched it, it you know, I was like, Okay, what lights you up? Well, I really want to write books. Okay, cool. So like, what about that? Like, you know, so it's it's more me being that example and diving deep, doing the healing, diving in and thinking about what actually lights me up? How do I desire to feel? And following that and being the example for my children that they can question things. They don't have to just go along with the status quo or what's being expected of them of, or how they should live, right? But guess what? I can also pivot and say, you know what? I am gonna go back into finance because I'm like really good at it. And that's a stable money. I can keep, I'm a single mom. Like I gotta keep the roof over my head, right? But I'm not giving up these things that I love. I'm still going to talk on podcasts about energy and all the good juju and all the things I love. I'm still going to do one-on-one -on -one healing. I'm still going to teach Reiki. I'm still going to do all these things. I'm and just going to fit it in. Imagine has helped you with burnout at your corporate position. Like it's almost like you're yes. completely shifting your, yeah, that's yes. at least that's how it was my experience too. Yeah. Yes. All of these things. You know, I got into all of these things for my own personal healing journey and what I'm now getting back to is I'm going back to thinking about what is best for me and my family. And then how can I just share that with the world, right? Versus how can I help you? How can I help you? How can I help you? It's almost like I got back into that people pleaser mode of like, I'm going to do everything to help everybody else. And then when I started intuitively being like, oh, the sound healing certification. Yes, I'm so doing that for me. Mm -hmm. But guess mm -hmm. what? I'm so going to do <laughs> sound goals right. with you. I'm so going to share with you and all that stuff too. Mm -hmm. And share that this is a lifestyle. All of this is a lifestyle. And I know mm -hmm. you understand that, right? Like, this is all how we design. So living long story short, long question, long answer to your question. There's not a right or wrong way to live. Right. And like we, we have choices and we have, we can literally design our life to fit whatever works for us. And guess what? If like that fades, because I'm meant to do multiple things in my lifetime. That is what I am. That's how I was born. I'm going to pivot and I'm going to pick something else that fits for me then.
Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's like, I, I, the biggest thing I want for my kids to know that, you know, to give yourselves permission that you can pivot and to take time to explore. Um, Jill, I love talking to you. I (laughs) um, tell the listeners where people can find you. If they want to book a Reiki session with you, which I highly recommend, um, like all the, all the info all the info. So I have my own website. It is my name. So Jill, J-I-L-L, Coletti, C-O-L, one L, E-T-T-I, JillColetti.com. And you can find me on the- I'll put that on the show notes too. Yeah. So I'm trying to be more mindful about social media and like not be crazy on there, but you find me on Instagram and Facebook, Jill Coletti. My company name is Evolve with Jill. So you can find me there on Facebook also. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for taking this time and um I need to book another session with you soon so anytime well not anytime I mean I do have another job now but (laughs) we'll figure it out we'll figure it out well thank you you. all thank you for listening to today's podcast I understand how valuable your time is and I'm honored that you spent it with me And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would love it if you could leave a five-star rating as well as a review on Apple Podcasts. This just takes a few minutes, but it would mean so much to me as I work to get my message out to the world. And as a thank you for your support, if you screenshot this podcast episode, post it on Instagram stories and tag me at I am Karen Galway, I will send you a free guide to understanding your human design so that you can start living a life by your design. I'll see you on the next episode.